Imagine this. You're around a few of your family members and one of them says something that hurts you. They trigger the fuck out of you and say something that breaks every boundary you've ever tried to build. Your hands start to get clammy, you feel your body shaking, heart racing, your veins begin to fill with rage, and even when you try talking to yourself, you end up freaking out. And after you have had your episode, and everyone is just sitting there looking at you in silence, you think to yourself, man, I really wish I wouldn't have let my emotions get the best of me. What if I were to tell you that there was a way to truly not be affected when people trigger you. Today, we are going to talk about how to become more of an emotionally healthy person. My name is Carissa and welcome to the Self-Care Conversations podcast. If there's one thing I think everyone has in common, it would be that we all struggle to grow emotionally. There's so much talk about taking care of your mental and physical health, but what about your emotional health? Emotional health is different than your mental health. Emotional health is the ability to cope and manage with your emotions and the ability to have positive relationships. But mental health is more of the ability to think clearly and to make good decisions and can help with coping and stress and managing your emotions. In today's episode, we are going to go through all the different ways that you can take tangible steps towards strengthening your emotional health. I say this a lot, but I will say it again. You cannot experience the highs without experiencing the lows. Both are so important when it comes to having a healthy emotional and mental well-being. Emotionally healthy people know how to listen to their pain. Emotional stress and discomfort is a signal that something is misaligned. That discomfort and emotional stress is directing us towards something better, something more in line with who we are or who we're meant to be. The hardest part is getting past whatever it is that made us ignore these feelings in the first place. I noticed a pattern and there are two common things that people do when they start to feel a negative emotion. They'll either ignore it and try to move on as fast as possible as if it didn't happen, or they'll react, whether that's breaking down, lashing out, disassociating, etc. Both of these actions can be extremely detrimental towards your emotional growth journey. Feelings are called feelings for a reason. We have to sit and feel them, besties. You should try to make sense of your feelings. If you find yourself disassociating and zoning out when negative emotions arise, ask yourself, why am I trying to run away right now? Why am I trying to zone out? If you react when these emotions arrive, ask yourself, why does this affect me to this extent? Why do I have to react in this way? Why is it bothering me so much that it warrants this type of reaction for me? I have a specific situation that I would love to share with you. And I can't share too many details just because um, it's a little spicy. But um, a few years ago, I had a conversation with one of my family members. And this specific family member... Um, did not agree with me when it came to politics. And I'm not somebody who personally gives a fuck about politics. But at the time, I was very adamant about at least what I did not like about a specific candidate. Now, I knew better than to talk politics with this person because I know that we bud heads when it came to this subject. But for some reason, he felt the need to have to talk to me about it. He kept talking to me about it and trying to discuss politics. And I asked him if he could please not talk to me about this, that I have been in a really low place and I don't feel comfortable talking about this right now. So the family member kind of laughed in my face and kind of made me feel really small, belittled me, and basically told me I was a baby because I can't talk about it. And I ended up flipping out. 
I started crying. He started laughing more, which gave me this immense amount of rage. I kind of blacked out and it was the only time that I have ever blacked out from being so pissed off because this person was supposed to be extremely close to me. And I think that this situation honestly changed our relationship forever. Um, but he was continuing to laugh at me. And so I decided to grab my keys and leave. He followed me outside to my car and I slammed the door and drove off. I blacked out completely, I was doing 100 on the highway, called my mom and I just kind of like blacked in when I was driving. It was the weirdest situation that I've ever been in. I was just so angry and so, I had so much rage in me that it almost cost my life. Um, I was doing 100 in a 45 and even though it was only for a small amount of time, thank goodness I had called my mom because I was just freaking the fuck out. So the day goes by and I calm myself down. I come back to my apartment and I have a text from this family member. I am assuming that it was going to be a sorry because I really felt like they were in the wrong. I had asked them to not talk about the situation and they just insisted and didn't respect my boundary. When I looked at the text, I will never forget this. The text said, um, you really need to get in control of your emotions. And that's all that he said to me, there was never a sorry. I never got a sorry. And I had to learn to not only move on, but to also face the fact that I did let my feelings get in the way and it could have killed me because of it. And does that make what he did right? No, it was completely wrong. And that's shit that he has to deal with and he has to sort through with himself because he clearly has so much growing that he needs to do that he feels like he has to belittle someone else to make himself feel good. But what it did make me realize is that I am not in full control of myself, of my mind, my body. I'm not in full control. And that started to scare me. And after that, there was like this fire that ignited in me that just made me want to really learn how to control my feelings. Because even if I am feeling like I'm dying inside, I do not want anyone else to have that control over me. When I sat myself down and I said, why did I have that reaction? At first, my answer was, well, because he pushed me. He pushed my boundary, which is correct. But why did I care that much? And when I really started to dive deeper into that, I realized that the reason I cared so much is because deep down, I've always wanted this person to validate me. And I've always wanted this person to look at me as strong and independent. But when he was pushing my buttons, I just felt like I couldn't do that. And so after you ask yourself why, you need to pull out the facts of the situation. Sometimes when we are emotionally triggered, it's hard to think clearly. A lot of the time, the things that we say and do in the heat of the moment, we end up regretting or afterwards understanding that we indeed overreacted. And so when I look back on that situation, it's so funny to me now. I understood that I may have overreacted because I could have left before I started crying. I had every ability in me to be able to leave that conversation and not continue it the moment that he broke my boundary. But for some reason I stayed and I let him push me and I kept trying to prove a point to him. And that was my reason why. My reason why I didn't leave and my reason why I was so affected is because a part of me wanted to prove a point to him. And once I was able to let my ego down and I was able to look at the facts, 
I was able to notice that. So really making sense of your feelings and asking yourself why certain things are triggering you is a major key to improving on your growth journey. Emotionally healthy people know how to do one thing way better than anyone else, and that's let themselves feel anything and everything they're going through. Remind yourself that these feelings won't kill you. You need to teach yourself to set aside time to process your emotions. I feel like so many people believe that expressing your emotions makes you weak. So many people think that it shows a loss of control, but it's the complete opposite. You will never be in full control of yourself if you ignore your feelings and your emotions. Feeling the feels helps you feel more grounded and it can help you feel fully present and more centered, which in my opinion, that's as controlled as you can probably be. And that's why you need to give yourself permission to feel your emotions, good and bad. That's the first step to becoming more emotionally healthy. The second tip I have is to learn how to spend time alone. This is something that I am still working on. Um, it's ironic because I love spending time alone, but only in my introverted apartment, okay? Or only in a coffee shop that only has a few people. But you will not find me going to a concert by myself. So this year, I'm making it a goal to spend more time alone, more dates alone. Let's say that. Why is it that we have this weird stigma attached to spending time alone? The most emotionally healthy people I know spend so much time with themselves. When you're not around other people and you're not having to monitor your reactions or choose what you say wisely, you can just be with yourself. You can be who you really are without judgment of others. When you think about it, that's so important when it comes to finding your true self. When there's nobody else around you, you don't have to tailor your emotions. You can just fully experience them. Some tips that I have to learn to enjoy your time alone is to create rituals and routines that make you feel good. You guys may have noticed that I've been posting a lot, a lot of morning and night routines. I've been getting up at 4 a.m. every day and it's not to be super productive. It's honestly to invest time into myself. And so within these routines, I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone. You're struggling to spend time alone, period. You don't even work from home or you're just struggling to just sit with yourself at all. I really think that starting with rituals and routines are really going to help you. Another tip would be to think of things that you can't do with other people. So like, for instance, I'm talking about hobbies. So for an example, I love to play the guitar. My dad taught me how to play the guitar when I was young, and it's just something that I really love doing. It brings me joy. But I don't have any friends that play the guitar, and Justin doesn't know how to play either. It's not something I would do with him, so I don't find myself playing a lot anymore. But why? I love that hobby. So I started to make it a hobby that I do on my own to better connect with myself. I think that that can really help you guys look back to when you were a child and look at the hobbies that you've had. If you feel like you struggle to find things that you're interested in, look at the things that you would do as a kid. When I look back to things that I would do as a child, that would be writing songs, playing the guitar, making music videos on YouTube. And these are all things that I try to relive in my adult life. It's not only healing my inner child, but it's also helping me create a routine where I can actually spend time time with myself doing things that I've loved doing for a long time. And another way that you can do this is, of course, by taking yourself on a date. Um, I 
have only done this once, but every time I'm so scared to do it. But then when I get there, I just feel so much better, you guys. Taking yourself on a date is a perfect time to spend time alone because a date can be anything. A date can be a picnic on a lake or sitting at a coffee shop. It can be anything that you want. And I think that's why I, it's a really, really good starting point for you. My next tip when it comes to being more emotionally healthy, learn to see the value and appreciation of every experience. I know this is annoying. I know it's annoying, but just stick with me for a second. Life is hard. Like we said before, there will be ups and downs. But remember that growth doesn't happen when we are in the best state of mind. Growth happens during the hardship. Being able to look back on awful experiences and appreciate the growth and strength it's given me rather than resent it and hold on to that negative energy, it's just been a life changer. I saved a quote from a book that I read and I thought it would go perfectly with today's episode. And it says, the point of anything is not what you get from having done it. It's who you become from having gone through it. That quote really stood out to me because when I look back at every bad thing that has happened to me, I fail to realize all the growth that came with it. Odds are it's the same situation with you guys. I'm going to be really vulnerable for a second without giving too much information because um, when I talk about my relationship, I just love, I would love for Justin to be here and I want to put him on some future podcast episodes. But um, after our wedding in October, Justin and I were actually in one of the worst like points of our relationship, which is ironic because we literally just got married. But as I spoke about in the last episode, we were seeking so much external validation and we were doing so much people pleasing that it took away from our relationship. And I really thought that we were going to not make it. We ended up traveling to Thailand and the first few days there were absolute hell. I'm sure that it was a mix of stress and travel and a bunch of other things. But we essentially almost decided to end our relationship and we were honestly like going to have a discussion about it. We had to take therapy a few days into our honeymoon and our therapist helped us realize that one, it is so normal what we're going through but two, that we really needed to work on our communication. And so after that session, we were able to come together after like a full blown out day of arguing, crying, like leaving the hotel room. It was a whole thing. And it was probably one of the worst fights that I think that we have ever had. And the fact that it was in a foreign country was just so scary. We had a choice. We had a choice to stick out the next three and a half weeks together and work on this together and try to bond to build a beautiful relationship again. Or we could call it quits and I could get another hotel and we can figure it out from there. And with that, both of us decided to of course stay together. We made an oath and we just got married and we wanted to fight for this. We wanted to fight for this together. And that awful fight, again, one of the worst fights that we have ever had, that awful fight honestly brought us closer than we have ever been. Our communication has been amazing, perfect. We don't feel like we're walking on eggshells anymore. And that only happened because of this awful experience, because of this terrible fight. And you don't resolve anything and you don't grow without going through shit. And so when I look back at that fight, I really do have so much appreciation because I understand the value that that fight gave me and the strength that it put in me. 
and the growth that came with it. So I challenge you to look back at bad experiences or negative energy and really just sit there and think, what value and appreciation did I get out of this negative situation? It's one of the biggest and hardest things to emotionally grow with, but I'm telling you, it will be a game changer for your mental health. So the last tip that I'm gonna give you when it comes to being more emotionally healthy is probably the biggest tip that has helped me. This has, I know that I've been saying that everything has changed my life and it's been a game changer, but this, this one seriously has, you guys. And that is that you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts and you are not your feelings. When my therapist taught me this, I feel like I was finally able to start to make the emotional growth I was desperately searching for. You can't control them, but they don't control you. You choose what to think about. You choose what you allow to come and go. And when you feel like you can't let things go, remember, you're just trying to tell or show yourself something. Pay attention to how you were feeling. Observe it. Pick out the facts and find out why you're feeling that way. There are so many times that I wake up and I do not want to go to the gym. My feelings are that I really don't want to go to the gym and I'm fucking tired. My thoughts are that I should skip the gym because I simply don't want to do it and I'm an adult that makes my own conscious decisions. But my thoughts and feelings are not in control of me and I decide what I do at the end of the day. So I choose to hold myself accountable and I choose to keep my own promises with myself to help build trust within myself and I take my ass to the gym. And that's why nine times out of 10, I feel better afterwards. It's not because I'm working on losing weight. It's not because I'm trying to make the gains. It's simply because I held myself accountable and I kept a promise to myself. And that is just the best fucking feeling. The only reason that I can stay consistent with anything in my life is because I'm not allowing my feelings and thoughts to control my actions. You can have bad thoughts and bad feelings, but how you choose to respond to them shows your true character and intentions. In 2023, we are becoming the most emotionally healthy versions of ourselves besties. Mental health and physical health are so important, but sometimes we neglect to understand how much feeling and processing our emotions can help us become an overall healthy human being. I hope that today's episode could help you if you've been feeling a little more emotionally triggered lately. Remember that you're not alone and growth with anything is not linear. Everything will take time and there are still times that I flip out and I get emotionally triggered, but remember that this is a journey. We haven't met our final destination yet, so don't give up. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Of course, as always, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. I will see you guys next Monday. I hope you have a zenful day and have a banging ass week.